Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I guess the actual Christmas day is just a week away. Uh, I haven't done a thing yet, to my usual uh, signature. Um, in essence, um, what do you think the Christmas is all about? Yes, I know the Christmas is about celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, the birth, the fact that a child is given to us, do you know what that really means? And if you really, really think about it, it's about the goodness of God. Because he loves us so much and that he embodies the goodness, he has given us a child. That's, I believe, is the right perspective in which we need to look at this. So we've been talking about the fruit of spirit. The fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. So before we get into any further, let's just kind of look at what is goodness? What is goodness? The first thing that comes to my mind is whenever we speak of the word goodness, I think of my goodness. It's like when we are surprised, when we are shocked, we say, my God. How often do we say those phrases, my God, my goodness. And um, when, when, when there's some surprise, when there's some shock, Sometimes it's not that of godly thing. And we say, my goodness, my, my God. It doesn't seem appropriate. But why do we say, my goodness, when something bad happens, when, the, when something, you know, a surprise happens during our lives? Well, <clears throat> my goodness means my God. And my gosh means my God. Basically what it is, we used to say my God, and then uh, we were taught in the scripture not to use God's name in vain, and also to be politically correct, and to not to offend some other believers about using God's name in vain, so we kind of coined the term goodness. So we say, my goodness. And I understand it. Um, back several hundred years ago, Shakespeare is one of the first person to write a phrase for goodness sake. You know, it's, so it's, it's really the uh, goodness is euphemism for my God. Which really means when you are in shock, when something bad happens, what we're really saying is, my God, help me. My God, have mercy on me. That's what it really means. But it got turned around a little bit, especially when people are beginning to use my God in vain, which God told us not to do. Talking a little bit further about this. The, the, the notion, idea of uh, a goodness, how we are using it, how you are using it in a very different way. Also, I remember um, back in uh, the past Wednesday, uh, we were having a Wednesday a prayer meeting, 
And uh, we were studying the, this particular verse that I'm about to read to you, which is very appropriate for today, this, during the Christmas season. Luke chapter 2, uh, 13 says, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men in whom his favor rests. So you can see that there is a sentiment of joy and excitement. If I continue with the verse, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, hey, let's go to the Bethlehem and see these things that have happened, which Lord has told us about. What did Lord tell them about the shepherds? They said that a virgin will bear a child and his name will be Emmanuel. Verse 16, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So Carl uh, David is our uh, small group leader for our Wednesday uh, service, and he says, what did she ponder over? It's like, oh, and I said, oh, I think I got it. Me, me, me. He picked me, so I kind of excitedly says, I think that she was probably in shock for the second time. It's one of those moments where she had to say, my God, my goodness. I bet the first time was when she was told that she was going to have a child and that she will bear a child, that this child will be the son of Most High. Now, that was probably a shock to her because she said at that time in the Bible, what? She didn't say, my God or my goodness, but it's pretty clear in the Bible. She said, how could this be? Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I'm a virgin. That was probably the first time she was shocked. And the second time was at this time. Now, after some months, she just gave a birth. Still, like, believing and, 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 and knowing the, the child that she gave a birth to it's from a virgin herself, and this child is, is son of God. She kind of knew that, but when the shepherds came and told us things, there was a confirmation. You know, when you get the confirmation, you know, it's like a, you know that you're going to graduate from college. When you go to that and get that degree, and you say, my God, I did it. You know, it's one of those kind of things, the confirmation you get. I bet she was shocked. She was pondering, I'm going to treasure this, but I don't know, really? This child that I just gave birth to is son of a God. My God, my goodness. I bet that's what she said. I don't think anyone of you would agree. If she's like today's girl, she would say, my God, my goodness. But the question is this, which one do you think she said? Do you think she said, my God, or do you think she said, my goodness? Which leads us to try to understand what it means to be good or goodness. In the biblical context, 
my God and my goodness, it's really uh, the same thing. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. We daily basis use it slightly differently. But in the biblical context, my God, my goodness is of the same. Here's why. What I'm about to read it to you may be of shock to you. It's right from the Bible. This is when a ruler asked Jesus, good teacher, goodness, remember, good, good teacher. This ruler was referring to Jesus as a good teacher. You must be good. You must be wonderful, good. What must I do to inherit eternal life? To which Jesus responded in Luke 18, verse 19. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know, the point here that I want to make is the, all the good things that we do, like taking uh, out the trash bags, uh, opening the doors, or giving a few dollars, uh, giving people rides. You see, all those things, in the context of Scripture, that's not goodness. That's simply being nice. Any decent human being can do that. You don't have to be a believer in Christ to do that. We can't boast that I'm a solid, great Christian because I do those things. Like last week when I talked to you about kindness, the, one of the attributes of fruit of spirit is kindness. Just doing nice things, it's not kindness. It's just, a, it's just being polite. Don't get confused with the politeness, with the kindness. Don't be confused with being nice, with the goodness. The good Jesus is referring to is that a man, just because a man is doing so-called nice things, good things, cannot inherit the eternal life on their own merit, only through God. That's what Jesus is trying to emphasize. Now, we know that Jesus uh, is God. But at that moment, Jesus was focusing on Father God. He was not yet ready to reveal that he was the Son of God. Now, instead of trying me to define it, let's just keep on reading a couple more verses to feel for what goodness stands for. Exodus 18.9, Zetro was delighted to hear all about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel. In what? In rescuing them from the hand of Egyptians. Here the goodness is described as act of rescuing. Sounds familiar? Goodness of God that saves us. Because of goodness, we are saved through Christ Jesus. Psalm 16:2. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good things. Because being nice is not goodness, according to the Bible. 
This is saying there's nothing good about me unless God is in me. Psalm 31, 19. How great is your goodness. It's referring to God. God, you are good. Which have stored up for those who fear you. God is good. God is goodness. And he's storing up that goodness to those who love him, follow him, and respect him. The goodness comes from God. Just like God is love, God is goodness. And he stores up the goodness to give it to us. And the very act of giving Christ Jesus on this day is his act of goodness. So today, the scripture, Galatians 5, 12, that says, the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. So goodness is God. Goodness is of God. And when we are in him, we then become full in spirit to be able to produce the goodness. Romans 15, 14 clearly demonstrates that we can have the fullness of the goodness. Romans 15, 14, I myself am convinced, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, complete in knowledge, and competent to instruction to one another. So when you believe in Christ Jesus, you become full in spirit. Yes, no one is good, but in him we become justified. In other words, through him, our sins are forgiven. We become righteous. That righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ that we all have sinned and fall short from the glory of God. And yet through the faith, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came from Jesus Christ. And once we've been redeemed, once we become full, in Ephesians 5.9, basically says, with this goodness in us, we can now live as children of light. I, I want to pay attention to this particular verse. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Read this carefully. For you were once darkness. It's like, for you are, for God is goodness. For you are, it's not like in darkness, we are darkness. For you were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Verse 9. 
for the fruit of light. Colossians is a fruit of spirit. Verse 9, for the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Man, when I was reading this, I was like, whoa, there is the essence of Christianity. So let's ponder on this for a moment. It says, the fruit of the light consists all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And I was looking and said, why did God define the fruit of light with only three elements? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then I looked at three, three in one, trinity, Jesus raised in three days. Fruit of light is three elements that I remember, that I remember cork, the smallest matter that we were able to discover, the cork that's smaller than protons, electrons, has three colors. The <clears throat> That all matters are consists of three colors. You remember the message I gave you some time ago. And I looked at it and says, Wow, this is amazing. So what do we say? Goodness is God. Goodness is of God. So goodness must be God. It is goodness is God. Or oh, that's what I've been saying for the last ten minutes. Righteousness is a purification process of the justification. That's the Holy Spirit does that. And then what did he say? Three elements in the, the fruit of light, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Whose truth? Jesus said, I am the truth. And it's God. Jesus. So goodness is God. Righteousness is the Holy Spirit. Truth is Jesus. God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. That's three in one. That's Trinity. And I'm looking at this. Oh, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. God just puts it all together. You know, there's so much treasure in this Bible. God just wants us to find it and discover it and get excited about it. <clears throat> Goodness is not just about being nice, guys. Showing good gestures, doing the right behaviors. Our goodness must reflect the divine goodness. Not making name for yourself, as in Tower of Babel that we discussed so many times, is goodness. Sacrificing, as Jesus did, is goodness. Forgiving each other, as God did, is goodness. Opening arms to the needy is goodness. Avoiding evil, temptation is goodness. <clears throat> Obeying God. As in all the men and women in the Bible is goodness. But most importantly, when we reflect 
on what Jesus did for us, what God did for us, for goodness to be of God, it has to have the component of sacrifice. Last week, in order to be godly kindness, it has to have component of a sacrifice. For love to be of God requires sacrifice. The true joy comes when sacrifice is realized. Goodness is no different. <clears throat> Last night I was invited to a Christmas party hosted by one of my clients and became very good friend over the years. It wasn't just a Christmas party, it was also his birthday. So we all gathered just to celebrate. And it wasn't like a big party. It was only about 20 people with spouse. So he just invited very close friends of his. So about 10 people plus spouse. So after dinner, many of us known this person for many, many years. Some 31 years, some 25 years. In my case, it was 21 years. So these guys got up as they were toasting, were thanking for the friendship. At the same time, they were like roasting him, you know, like to make it more fun. So, you know, they were saying, uh, when I've known this person, his name's Lenny Nanny for 30 some one years, all the up and downs they were talking about. So that because of only 20 people or basically 10 friends, and it's a lot easier to, for each person to talk quite a bit. And then uh, I, I had to kind of get up and said, you know, um, I've known Lenny for 21 years. And how I got to know Lenny was kind of interesting because after my surgery, my chest was still kind of wet from the, uh, from the surgery. And I wanted to start my new <clears throat> business, business that is more like a ministry to helping those that need. And uh, I just didn't know how to go about doing it because I have never really started a business uh, in my life. But and I, all I know is uh, working hard. So I didn't know where the projects are going to come from. So but I had uh, some small minor studies and sketches that I could do here in Pennsylvania. But I felt that I need to go out to <clears throat> New Jersey where there are a lot of people. You know, New Jersey is most uh, a dense state in our country. So I went over there. There was association for the art industry. I went first year, like nobody would talk to me because they don't know me. Second year I went, I walked around and nobody would talk to me because they didn't know who I was. Third year I gathered up enough courage and went to this uh, 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 borough and you know, what do I need to do to, to get connected, engaged uh, with your borough, your township? And then I went to another one, I went to another one. They all said, go talk to that guy. Which guy? It turned out that guy over there, that's Lenny. So I didn't know who he was. I went up to him and say, I didn't ask him, like, I wanted to go and, you know, I need some business, I need some work, I need some projects, a job. I simply went up to say how I can help him. He says, uh, 
I, when I was walking in here and uh, the, the, the registration desk needed a little help, maybe next year, why don't you call me so I can help you to do the desk registration. I can just, you know, sign people in. I can make a batches for people. And he said, <clears throat> okay, you got it. What's your name? Tim. Tim. I will remember. You got it. <clears throat> Two months later, I got a call from him. And he says, Tim, I got a job for you. I got a project for you. And I thought he was referring to following you, how we're going to do the conference together, how he needed my help. And he says, no, I actually have a project for you. And uh, that was the beginning of my relationship. And that's pretty much how I ended. So um, thank you for the last 20 years of wonderful friendship and just giving us all kinds of projects to our firm. And uh, we were able to <clears throat> get to know all the 10 people here. We are all friends. I'm so uh, thankful for that. Now, every time we make a roast, <clears throat> Lenny gets up and he had to respond. And he loves to talk. So he responded by saying, well, that's true. That's what Tim did. I gave a little tiny project. He did that. Then he did the pretty good. So I gave another big, huge project. This is a brand new big structure. When it was all done, he looked it up and says, that elevator shaft, which has a glazing in the window, you can see through it. It's supposed to be painted black. And it's not painted. And uh, Lenny says, well, we didn't know whether it was going to be painted or not. He's the owner. Okay, if you want to paint, we'll paint. It should be painted so we can hide all the clutters inside of the elevator shaft. Okay, we looked it up. And our drawings and our specifications, it was left out. And so I was originally going to enforce the contractor to come back and paint it because that's your responsibility. And when we found that, that drawings didn't show it. And uh, he said, it doesn't show it, Tim. But I said, it should be done. And it's probably something that we left out. Why don't you go find out how much it costs? And he said, well, well I checked it out. It's going to cost $15,000. And I said to him, I am going to pay for that $15,000, but it should be painted. And then he said, that's the kind of guy Tim is. He could have forget. He could have just ignored it, because it was not in the contract drawing. But he felt it is something needed to be done. And because of that integrity, because of the character, he didn't say it. Because of that goodness that requires that 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 made sacrifice, we have this wonderful and beautiful relationship last 21 years. Do you know how much work he has given us last 21 years? Just about all the work in uh, New Jersey, which we have more than half, if not, uh, of our projects come from New Jersey. All is it, it's connected to uh, his uh, recommendations and so forth. The goodness, for goodness to be of God, it must have the component of sacrifice. Love requires sacrifice. To enjoy the true joy requires a sacrifice. Patience requires sacrifice. And kindness to be of God has to have a component of sacrifice. Because that's what Jesus showed us. He came, sacrificed, he was resurrected, 
and saved us all. And when he sacrificed, because he sacrificed, we are moved, we are touched, and we are willing to do life with Christ. When you sacrifice for one another, they are moved and they are touched, then you do the life together. As this is Christmas season, and reflecting on baby Jesus, the fact that God sending his only son is goodness. Jesus willing to die on the cross to pay for our sins, that's goodness. Yes, God is love, but that love is about his goodness. And to really understand and feel for the goodness, I just want to read Psalm 23. Psalm 23 that we all know. And you'll see fullness of goodness in Psalm 23. Let's just read together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's goodness. What else do you think it's goodness? God taking us to green pasture. That's goodness. He leads me beside quiet waters. That's goodness. He restores my soul. How many of you are struggling right now? He restores my soul. That's a goodness. He guides me in a path of righteousness. You're struggling, you're going different direction, but it's going to take you to the path of righteousness. That's a goodness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. What is that? Goodness. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Comfort, that's goodness. You prepare a table before me in the presence of our enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Wow, that's goodness. Verse 6. Surely, surely, in summary, all this goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's goodness. That's goodness. This particular verse, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. That means that our Lord, the goodness, will be with us all the days of our lives. Something about this verse is so poetic, so soothing, so rich and so hopeful and so comforting because it embodies the goodness. The greatest goodness that our God has given us is giving us his son, baby Jesus, so that we may experience this amazing goodness 
through our shepherd, Jesus, who leads us to green pastures and still waters, who restores our souls, who guides in the path of righteousness, who will always walk with us, who will comfort us, who sees that our cup of life will overflow with the love and goodness of God. And the act of goodness is not being nice. Goodness is one of the attributes of Jesus who was born today to give us new life and new beginning. This is the essence of Christmas. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you.